Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Knight, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's Chilling Tale. This tale, Story Club members, was inspired by Evie, one of my beloved listeners from Austin. Evie reached out to me at ivy at gokidgo.com to express her enthusiasm for all things supernatural and mysterious. So, Evie, this eerie tale is just for you. Today's story may make you reconsider what secrets lurk beneath the surface of friendships. It's one I call Sinister Symptoms. Amy Wilson was waiting for her best friend, Allie Connor, at their usual meeting spot by the old twisted oak tree in the schoolyard. It was an awesome tree all gnarly and perfect for climbing. Amy and Allie had been meeting by it every single day since they became best friends in kindergarten so that they could walk into class together. But today, nothing about their daily ritual felt right. First of all, Allie was always the early one. Amy was a perpetual procrastinator and usually sprinted to the tree breathless and apologetic, causing punctual Allie to giggle. But today... Amy was the first one to arrive at the tree. And as the minutes ticked by, Amy became increasingly worried. Allie was never, ever late. The school bell was going to go off at any moment, signaling the start of class. Amy couldn't think of a time when Allie had ever missed a class. Just as Amy was about to give up and head to class alone, she saw Allie approaching, but something was off. Allie's walk was slow and unsteady, as if she was struggling to put one foot in front of the other. Her usually vibrant green eyes seemed dull and lifeless. Whoa, Allie, Amy said with concern. Are you okay? You don't look well. Allie looked at Amy and tried to force a smile. Yeah, I'm fine. I just, I don't know, a little tired, I guess. I'm sorry I'm late. Let's go inside to class. We don't want to get marked down. As they walked into the school building together and shuffled towards class, Amy couldn't shake the feeling that something was seriously wrong with her best friend. Allie's skin seemed pale and clammy, and she was speaking far less than she usually did. Amy decided to keep a close eye on Allie throughout the day, 
During lunch, Amy noticed that Allie wasn't eating her food. Instead, she just poked at it with her fork, her gaze distant and unfocused. Amy tried to engage her in a conversation, but Allie's responses were increasingly slow and monosyllabic. What's going on, Allie? You've been acting strange all day, Amy pressed, trying to get to the bottom of her friend's odd behavior. I told you, I'm just tired, Allie muttered, not looking Amy in the eye. Amy wasn't convinced. After lunch, she decided to follow Allie and see if she could figure out what was wrong. She trailed her best friend through the hallways of the school, making sure to keep a safe distance behind so as not to be noticed. Allie stopped in front of a janitor's closet, then looked around cautiously before slipping quickly inside. Amy hesitated for a moment, then eeked the janitor's closet door open just a crack and peered inside. <gasps> Amy gasped as she saw Allie hunched over a rat, gnawing at it with a ferocity she had never seen before. The sight of her best friend, her face smeared with blood, sent a wave of horror through Amy. She stumbled back, trying to process what she had just seen. There was no denying it. Her best friend, Allie Connor, was acting like a zombie. Amy loved her best friend, but she knew she couldn't keep this a secret. She had to tell someone to get help for Allie. But who would believe her? Zombies were the stuff of movies and comic books, not real life. Amy decided to confide in their school counselor, Miss Jenkins. Miss Jenkins was known for her kind and understanding nature, and Amy hoped that she would be able to help Allie. She knocked on the door to Miss Jenkins' office, her heart pounding in her chest. As she recounted the gruesome sight she had witnessed, Miss Jenkins listened intently, her brow furrowed with concern. I understand that this must be very frightening for you, Amy, Miss Jenkins said gently. And you did the right thing by coming to me. I promise you, we'll do everything we can to help Allie. Miss Jenkins contacted the authorities, who quickly arrived at the school. They questioned Amy, wanting to know every detail about Allie's strange behavior and the grisly scene she had witnessed in the janitor's closet. The authorities wasted no time in locating Allie and placing her under arrest. Amy watched from a distance as her best friend was led away in handcuffs, her heart aching with guilt and sadness. She had done the right thing, she told herself, but it didn't make the sight of Allie being taken away any easier to bear. Allie was taken to a secure facility where she would be held and studied by experts in the field of zombie research. Amy visited her friend every chance she got, hoping that the doctors would be able to find a cure for her condition. Days turned into weeks, and the researchers were no closer to finding a cure for Allie's zombie affliction. Allie was furious with Amy for turning her in. What kind of a best friend would literally rat her out in her time of need? Desperation began to set in, and Allie knew that she couldn't stay in the facility any longer. She couldn't depend on Amy anymore. She had to get out and find a cure for herself, no matter what it took. Late one night, when the guards were making their rounds, Allie seized her opportunity. She shuffled out of her cell and made her way through the dark corridors of the facility, avoiding the guards and security cameras. 
With a combination of luck and determination, she managed to break free, disappearing into the night. When Amy found out about Allie's escape, she was both worried and relieved. She knew that Allie's situation was dire, and perhaps being on the run would give her a better chance at finding a cure. The authorities, however, were not so understanding. They launched a massive manhunt for Allie, determined to bring her back and prevent her from causing any harm. Amy knew that she had to find Allie before the authorities did, and so she set out on a mission to locate her friend and help her find a cure for her zombie curse. But Allie was no longer the giggly best friend that Amy knew and loved. Oh no. Allie had been plotting her revenge against Amy for turning her in. Consumed by anger and bitterness, Allie believed that Amy had betrayed her and tried to ruin her life deliberately. She decided that if she was going to be a zombie, then Amy would have to suffer the same fate. With her zombie strength and cunning, Allie evaded the authorities and began to track Amy, planning to exact her vengeance on her former best friend. Amy, unaware of Allie's vengeful intentions, continued to search for her friend. She followed leads and rumors, hoping that she would be able to find Allie and save her before it was too late. Time was running out, and the authorities were closing in on Allie's trail. As she searched, Amy also delved into the world of zombie research, trying to find anything that could help cure Allie's condition. She discovered an experimental treatment that had shown promise in reversing the effects of zombification. Amy knew that she had to get this information to Allie, but she had no idea that her friend was already close by, watching her every move. One night, as Amy was leaving the library with the information about the experimental treatment, she was confronted by Allie. Amy's heart dropped when she saw the look of pure hatred in her friend's eyes. Allie, I I've been trying to find you, Amy stammered, trying to explain herself. I found a possible cure for your condition. I can help you. Allie sneered, her voice filled with malice. You're the one who put me in this mess, Amy, and now you're going to pay for it. Amy took a deep breath, trying to hold back her tears. Allie, please listen to me, she implored. I only turned you in because I was scared, and I didn't know what else to do. I never wanted to hurt you. I've been searching for a way to help you, and I think I found it. Please, let's work together to find a cure. Allie hesitated her anger momentarily faltering. In that moment, Amy knew she had a chance to get through to her friend. Think about our friendship, Allie, she pleaded. We've been through so much together. Don't let this destroy us. Allie's zombie eyes softened, and she reached out her arms to Amy, encouraging her friend to come in for a hug. Moments later, Amy let out a blood-curling scream as Allie, hugging her close, bit into her shoulder. It won't destroy us, Amy, Allie said, because now you're just like me. The two friends stared at each other with dull, lifeless eyes for a moment before shuffling past the old gnarly tree for the last time and disappearing to a life on the run together forever. Wow, I would be super upset if my friend Willow bit me and turned me into a zombie. 
Some people believe that zombies are humans who have their souls stolen by supernatural means and then go around Earth, turning others into zombies for their supernatural master. How scary is that? I hope this spine-tingling tale quenched your thirst for the supernatural, Evie. If you have ideas or requests like Evie, reach out to me at ivy at gokidgo.com and I'll bring your scary tale to life for all of the Story Club members. And come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.